Hi, everybody. Welcome to the next in our series of podcasts where I, Bob Parker, and Sophie Pitlado, our regional coordinator, get a chance to chat to our new qualifiers in the Eagle Manager Programme. And uh, we're really pleased to have Steph Mercer and Tom on the phone with us today. Steph, Tom, thanks for joining us. Hi. And congratulations. Hi, guys. Thank Hi. you. Thank you very much. So most times when we see you, you're travelling the country and you're caravan and motorhome but I can see we finally caught you at home <laughs> yes for once we're yeah. not speaking to you from um, an awning or a caravan which is different <laughs> it's different but you know for me whenever I speak to you guys one of the things that it just reinforces for me is the flexible nature of our business that you're not tied to your home or to your office you can literally be anywhere in the country and when the sun is shining that's a good place to be Absolutely. We love, we love the freedom, yeah. don't we? Yeah, it's yeah. definitely not, our number one. Not being restricted to weekends or getting away at five o'clock in the evening on a dark, cold Friday uh, winter's night is, uh, yeah, it's great, isn't it? When we can set off in the morning and any time in the week, it's brilliant. Definitely. I don't know whether you've experienced this, but in, in the years when I was more actively building my forever business, my neighbours were just absolutely curious as to what I did because when their cars were missing, mine were there, and when theirs were there, mine was missing. And I think they thought I was doing something completely illegal because <laughs> there didn't seem to be any pattern to me moving anywhere. I think people do wonder what we're up to, don't mm. they? They're like, how do you do this? But then in the same sense, a lot of our family now and friends have it's just the norm now and they're like oh so you can come out on whenever day of the week and you know we're not restricted to weekends and yeah it's it, I think it's become even more apparent with everyone returning to work with furlough ending etc for us it's become even more special now realizing what we've got and and that freedom that I think during lockdown we took for granted a little bit because everybody was possibly in the same or a similar situation yeah. so yeah, to now to now be this kind of official, I don't know whether it's officially or what, but it's just, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, it's a real privilege. Do you find that that opens up more questions with people that are curious to know more about what you do? Now you're obviously going back, you've got that flexibility to go away in the caravan. Do you think that opens up more uh, curiosity to the people that you meet? And I think definitely, yeah, you, you get a lot of questions, don't you, when we're... Yeah, I mean, I've like had old bosses of mine, you know, directors, that kind of thing that have, you know, I've had a chat with them, like, what are you doing now? And yeah, we must have a, have a chat about that sometime and, you know, learn a bit more. And yeah. I, I can, yeah, I think there's a lot of eyes on what we're doing and seeing that massive change in working life that, that, that we both have. I think yeah. a lot more people will, or I'm very consistent with social media. It's something that's very important to me. I see it as our marketing strategy and you know and it's free you know most companies spend hundreds of thousands of pounds on marketing and it's something that I've already always really bought into and definitely I would say more recently it's becoming quite apparent that people are watching and like what you say Sophie you know they're seeing us leading a weekend lifestyle every day of the week yeah. um, and that's quite unusual I guess yeah. now <laughs> well I guess you know with, with to, to just to, to be thinking about how our prospects and our neighbours think, we, we have all been conditioned, those of us who haven't been exposed to forever living, to think that you need to work nine to five and 40 hours a week and Monday to Friday. I mean, this is part of our almost upbringing through school and, and our family influences. And so I suppose 
we shouldn't be shocked that people find it a bit strange that you seem to be able to have every Wednesday or Thursday or whatever day it is and do something different. Absolutely. Exactly. I mean, even something like going to the supermarket, if it's the weekends, like, no, let, let's just wait and go on a Tuesday, you know, go and it's quiet. Why do we want to go to the supermarket on a busy Saturday morning? Yeah. 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 Even those little things. Yeah. And, and they make a huge difference. Yeah. They really do. I think as long as as long as anybody listening realizes that at some point during the week we are doing some work, it's just <laughs> not quite it's just not quite in the in the yeah. same way that yeah. others are. And also I think what, what anybody listening shouldn't underestimate if they have never done this before is the impact of just being able to do an hour here or half an hour there or an hour there, because so many of of our business owners do join us and they are trying to juggle still a, a daytime job and their family. Uh, well, yeah. we all we all were, weren't we? When we started, we were both working 80 hour weeks. Tom was working away as well. And it really is about those nooks and crannies. And by you know, we work incredibly hard now, but we're mm -hmm. both very time efficient. So there's no way that we're working, you know, the 80 hour weeks that we were. But when we do work, we're not going to make a brew. We're not scrolling social media. We're really yeah. we're really hot on what it is that we need to do during that finite time that we have um, and we're very regimented with that because I think as well you know when when you do um, work from home people probably found this even during lockdown in their you know kind of regular jobs it's very easy to get distracted you've got to be very disciplined mm -hmm. um, and I guess that comes down to your why as well and knowing well why are you here why are you doing this yeah. being disciplined that you've got to show a pitch up and do the do the do yeah, you, you you are your own boss, but with that comes some, you know, I guess, commitment so that you need to do the things that you need to do. So you're talking about working together, but of course, that hasn't been the story from the start of your mm -hmm. forever journey. So let's just explore that a little bit for the new people listening in. Steph, you got started and, and I don't think Tom was necessarily um, with the with the with the plan to start off with. No, he thought I was absolutely bonkers. <laughs> I've been polite. I was, to, I was trying to word it in a way I didn't upset Tom. <laughs> yeah. um, we, I mean, we we had looked at lots of different options. We we knew that we were wanting to start a family. This is obviously pre Arabella, our daughter, and yeah, we we'd looked at lots of options, franchises, all sorts, and yeah, we both sat there ultimately and thought there must be more here. You know, we're both professionals we've both got degrees masters we've you know got good salaries there must be more out here that we could do and we were, we were desperately searching it was I stumbled across um forever living very accidentally we both never heard of it but you were incredibly skeptical and I don't I mean I usually well people probably think I'm the one that wears the trousers uh, Tom is the one and usually I would do I would follow what Tom says absolutely to the letter and there was just something that made me go no this this is right it worked. Mm. so tell us about your circumstance at the time you were a teacher I think Steph is that right yeah I was an assistant head so I was traveling between an hour and a half to three hours each way a day um, I was working in Manchester across the federation of schools so a lot of traveling and basically I was a behavior specialist so I was drafted in to go and um, support I think is probably the right word um, but anyone that's in education knows that you know things have changed a lot and I yeah I I really knew that whilst I loved my job I couldn't be the Miss Mercer that I wanted to be and be a mum and life was 
about to change for us and mm -hmm. we need the career really that was going to evolve with us as opposed to us having to evolve with it um and that so was, what were you doing at this stage so i was working as a contract project manager so um, that generally meant i was on um working all over the country on kind of six to 12 month assignments and you know you work every day you were given so uh, it was that's yeah. work yeah so so i mean i guess putting myself into your shoes there Steph comes back with a, an opportunity, a company that you've never heard of in an industry that perhaps sounded not as well structured as you were used to. Absolutely. Yeah. You must have been very cautious in the sense that, you know, giving up a good solid income perhaps and you're the only one earning. For sure. And I guess, you know, when, you, when you're an assistant head, you know, it's, it's a well-respected profession. Absolutely. Um, you know, Steph was at the top of her game in that, you know, it was a lot to, to give up. And I guess, yeah, the other challenge is when you, when you don't know the brand, you know, yeah. you go and buy a car that you didn't know the brand of, would you? Um, so it's getting that introduction to the company. I was slightly familiar with network marketing as an industry, but not in an overly positive way. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, those, those, those couple of weeks as Steph was looking into it, I wasn't really the best supporter of the idea. I think some of those things ring true for a lot of people actually I think you know there is quite a lot of people that are skeptical about uh, our industry as a whole um, but also there's so many people that still don't know or have ever heard of us which you guys are a prime example of that like not everybody has heard of no. forever uh, living and that shows the potential doesn't it still? A hundred percent and I think people as well don't our our experience is that people don't understand what network marketing is or um, multi-level marketing or however you want to refer to it they're not familiar with it they don't understand mm. actually um the magnitude of how it can change your life i really don't think that a lot of people have that understanding and that has been i would say a massive eye-opener for the people in our lives wouldn't, wouldn't you say I talk about this sometimes in our trainings and, and again you know we perhaps shouldn't shouldn't be surprised that the vast majority of the population think that way because for, I think for most of the population they can relate to somebody owning their own conventional business they know plenty of those they can relate to somebody who's got a good career as you both had they can relate to that you know, they can even relate to people who own franchises because over the last 30 years there's been an explosion in the franchise industry and very many of us know somebody who's bought a franchise. Mm -hmm. But still few people know anybody who's a full-time uh, network marketer. And, and so that's the challenge that we face. And I think it's an exciting challenge because it means the world is our oyster for anybody either already with us or just getting started. 100%. Yeah, yeah. you're not told about this at school, are you? I mean, that I imagine going to like a sixth form careers evening and talking about network marketing, you know. Here's a way of getting into business for yourself in a very low cost way with plenty of support. And that those conversations don't yet happen outside of our industry. But it's very exciting for those of us who are in the industry to therefore see the potential for that. So so how did that how did this skepticism turn into um, eventually, you know, support and wanting to be more involved. What can you define any moments? Yeah, for sure. I started watching some of the um, trainings that are available on YouTube of all the success days yeah. and some of the, um, you know, the top leaders. And uh, I guess I naturally just started watching them and listening to them. And they, they totally blew me over about the professionalism of Forever Living and of the people that are involved with the company. 
Um, and that kind of was, was what really pulled me over, that there is something to this. One, that I can see people have been successful. And two, that the trainings were top quality. They were relevant to me and even in a corporate career in terms of mindset and that kind of thing. Um, and that, that was really the switch, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and I'd say from that point, then, you know, like Tom said, he was traveling around a lot. So then he was then the person sending me the YouTube videos going, mm. have you seen this couple? And have, have you seen this person? And, <laughs> and that was just, you know, you really bought into the, I think, the concept of it all. And, and again, Tom very much has always been the visionary with this, I would say, of saying that this is what it could give us and I if I'm honest never I was always so skeptical of my own capabilities with it and I think a lot of people are so many of our team when we speak to them and say what do you want they say oh I'd like 200 pounds a month and that's fine if that's what you want but actually when you drill down deeper they're desperate to replace their salary but you don't want to say it um, or so many people that I didn't whereas Tom was the person who always said this is what we will both do one day yeah. so it's a complete u-turn from when I first told you in the caravan <laughs> well, I, I think if if well we our leaders are very honest I think if you had an honest conversation with very many of our leaders it was only small goals for most of them mm. to to get started there's a really well-known story in, in Ireland uh, with Marion Fitzgerald, who's been one of our leading business owners for over 20 years there. And her original goal in the first month was to make enough money for a new set of curtains in the lounge. And we pull her leg about this set of curtains every time we see her, you know, because that was all that she could see at, the, at that point in time as, as her being able to perhaps get from the business. And if she got that, that was a tick of the box. And, and Building our businesses is about that. It's those small successes which give us the confidence to go on to more. And uh, you you had those pretty pretty much from the start, though, Steph. I did, yes. I, I mean, I always committed to, and, and again, I don't really know why, because logically I would have broken it down and said, well, how much is the turnover of one CC and therefore what's the turnover, what do I need? And I never did that. I, I really stuck by what I was told in terms of just, just do the do. Just do it and it will come. And that's exactly what I did for about the first six weeks. And I made about 500 pounds. So I you know, was really happy with that. Um, sold virtually all the products that came in my box because everyone just, they were out, that people wanted them. Um, and then what I, I hadn't realized was is that we had very fortunately fallen pregnant with Arabella and then pregnancy hit, didn't feel very well. Um, so the business kind of went on hold for a little bit then. Um, I think that's always really good for people to know is that, you know, when people say their targets, their expectations, there's not because I didn't face that at all. And when I was ready to come back, I was, you know, literally welcomed back you know, with open arms. What can we do to help? And yeah, just went back to doing the do, but on a, a very committed level. Yeah. And I guess, you know, you you know, you you've given birth, you've got a young baby now, and so that that can be the fuel in your tank to make sure that this does work for you now. That was exactly it. I didn't want to return to work, and but I was sitting there. I'm sure many people do struggling to do four cc yeah. so it wasn't something I, i'd made supervisor so again some people may be in this situation i'd made supervisor i dropped back down to four cc um and it wasn't easy to do that for so i you know the thought of then going to kind of assistant manager and manager I just thought i can't do this mm. and it was tom who said to me well you do back to work in four and a half months mm. time either you're earning 
20 grand by the time you do to come back or you have to go back yeah and I just I remember at the time hating him because I just thought how can you do this to me I don't want to go back um but that was less than half of my salary as an assistant head so it was probably more than reasonable ask and that just gave me the the fire to say right this has to happen and by the time I was due to return to work I had I had done that 20 grand and actually I, I was able to say okay I'm not I'm not going back which was just amazing just reinforces the importance of what we do here from so many leaders and that is you know you need a strong why and and for you that was you know not wanting to return to work and and, and have the time to be a mom with with Arabella and also you need a timeline to that why and in the case of you Tom had said right it's four and a half months before you go back to work there's your timeline mm. it, it just shows the power of those two concepts doesn't it Seriously, people, I really poo-pooed the idea of having a why. I thought it was just a bit, you know, airy-fairy. I really get it. It's the most important thing you'll do. And there is a reason, no matter what that reason is and for how much money you want to make, there will be a reason why you've joined this business. And you need to go back to why that is and keep revisiting it now because our why's changed now and it's about knowing why on earth you're here why you said yes why you even looked at the business in the first place because without knowing that you won't in my opinion I just don't believe that you'll succeed the driving force behind success almost that keeps you going yeah and it won't be you know the Range Rover or the holiday to the Bahamas it, it's the feeling that that item gives you um you know so for me it wasn't about making the money it wasn't about the home it wasn't about it. I just wanted to be with Arabella that was it and then like I say over time it's changed now where the thought of Tom going back to work just it breaks my heart I couldn't even comprehend it so that's now the new driving force <laughs> So we're coming towards the end of what for you has been a really successful year, 2021, in spite of not being able to perhaps um, see people or build the business in, in the normal way. You've been highly successful online. And so it's exciting for us as a head office team to you know, start to visualise what your business is and what your life could look like a year from now when you've got online and face to face. And this is a good time for anybody listening to this to be thinking about 2022. So, you know, what, what does that look like for you? I think it's more growth, of course, we need to grow our business. Um, I think it's yeah. a duplication as well, isn't yeah. it? We're, you know, we love working with our team. We're really excited to add more people to our team and support more people. And yeah, I think really just pushing pushing ourselves to to just do the do more mm. and for us that's just so exciting that the more we do the more comes through you know if, yeah. if you were in work as a teacher I, if I stayed late till six o'clock every night great nobody would nobody would give me a pay rise for that but you do more in this business and you will get more and that for us is we've really seen that and I think for where we are just as a country as an economy everything it's lining up in our favour and it's for the taking for those that are willing to work hard for it. Yeah I mean you comment about you know you reference in teaching but I'm sure it's too true of many professions, people working those extra hours or long hours, 
And for a lot of people, it's not even about they don't get paid more for it. It's almost now the expectation that if they don't do it, they're not a team player and, you know, they may not even keep their job. And I think that's, you know, what's encouraging more and more people now to just look at the way of being more in control of what they do and, and, uh, and, and how they make their living. Definitely. So, you know, with, with, in light of what you've seen through 2021, um, we talk, you talk about, you know, the way that the economy is going, the country is going. What's your view on our, our business model, say, in the next year or two? So I think, I think with that, we can see the kind of the, the pincers of the kind of forces on the economy at the moment. You know, there's a lot of headwinds, I think, with all the changes that have gone on with, with COVID. Um, you know, there's, I think there's going to be a lot of cost control. Costs are rising. Um, we, you know, we're aware of this tax increases next year coming through. So I think there's going to be a lot of squeezes on people's household budgets and the cost of just buying stuff. I mean, you know, looking at the price of a car, price of a holiday, all those extras, luxuries that people want cost a lot more now. Um, and I think that then makes the forever business opportunity even more compelling because I think people's wallets are, go are going to be squeezed. And to have an additional income that can top that up or because they'll be working that much harder um, as an alternative career, then uh, we're, we're here waiting for them. Yeah, I think, you know, we are one of the few options that you literally can fit into the, the nooks and crannies. You know, if people want to make extra money, then, yeah, of course, there are other options, but not with the same flexibility that our business model has, nor with the same potential that you really can determine how much you want to make over time. And that, I mean, I always think about that with us when people say they don't have time. Whilst we didn't have Arabella, at the, or whilst I didn't have Arabella when we first started, I was, I was travelling between three and six hours a day. Yeah. It was an 80-hour week that I was working. There wasn't surplus time. So, you know, I really get it when people say, I don't have time or I'm exhausted by the time I get to the weekend or what have you. I really get that. But that's why I say go back to your why, because without that, you're not going to put that extra in because it's it's always easier to not. And it always surprises me. Well, I say surprise me. I would have been exactly the same that we're willing to pitch up to work when we feel a little bit under the weather or we'll pitch up to work we've had a few too many drinks the night before or mm. pitch up to work when we just don't want to because it's like when you're employed somebody's there saying are you coming in yeah. and yet when you're self-employed you can achieve so much more and yet because it's almost for ourselves we don't do it you know we don't pitch up every day and and that's definitely a mindset shift that I think that we have had probably quite recently that actually, no, if you pitch up every day, something really exciting is going to happen. Yeah. I think it's just this, again, education that you just need to think that, you know, historically you've been exchanging time for money. If you turn off for work for 40 hours, you get paid for 40 hours. Whereas sometimes in the early days of your forever business, you might put an hour or two in very effectively, but not actually at that point in time, see the money for it. And so mm. people go, oh, well, well, you know, that, how does that work? And I think it is just consistently doing it over a period of time, and then you'll see how the money works. And, uh, and that's what you guys have done very, very successfully, for sure. Thank you. <laughs> so um, one last bit of advice, you know, there's lots of new people listening to this 2022. What should they get focused on? What should they be thinking? What, what, you know, what would you say if I was one of your team members just getting started? Do the do, be consistent, treat it like a business know why you're here 
all those things, which I know is probably quite a lot that I've said there, but, you know, really be clear on what you're doing and give yourself a to-do list, whether it's a daily to-do list or a weekly to-do list, because it's very easy to, when you're working full-time, to watch trainings, to listen into trainings and think that you've done work, but actually that's not going to produce you an income unless you implement what you hear. So it's about being very, very clear and disciplined with what you need to do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, however it is you choose to do it. Yeah, good advice. Steph and Tom, thanks for your time today. We wish you a continued success. I'm sure that we're, we track you through 2022. We're going to see even more growth and more achievement for you. But uh, you're great ambassadors for forever. We thank you for everything that you do for us as a head office team. And Thanks for being with us online today. Thanks, guys. And thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Take care.